Welcome to the Layer 8 Podcast. This podcast is in conjunction with the Layer 8 Conference, which is happening for the third year on Saturday, June 6th, 2020 in Providence, Rhode Island. The Layer 8 Conference is the first one to solely focus on social engineering and open source intelligence, or OSINT gathering. Social engineers and OSINT investigators always seem to have a great story, and you can hear many of those stories through their presentations at the conference. But not every story can fill a whole presentation, and not all storytellers can get to the conference, which brings us here. This podcast will only be stories told by the investigators themselves. No interviews, no slides, just stories. Some might be as short as five minutes, some may even go for 45 minutes. I hope you'll enjoy them. For this episode, we welcome Ritu Gill, also known as OSINT Techniques on Twitter and at OSINTTechniques.com. First, Ritu helps us to understand the differences between intelligence and data. Then she takes us through some examples of combinations of OSINT and social engineering. In one such example, she finds a way to get a target to reveal his real name on Facebook. She also tells us about canary tokens and phone spoofing. Take it away, Ritu. Hey everyone, it's Ritu Gill here, also known as OSINT Techniques on Twitter. Um, so we're going to go into a couple of things here. I'm going to first go over some definitions of open source, OSINT, and social engineering, and what they mean to me. Uh, so I'm going to go, then I'm going to go into a few examples of how OSINT and social engineering can be used together. So to get right into it, uh, the first thing I want to cover is what is open source? Open source is defined as publicly available information. So an example, information that um, any member of the public can lawfully obtain. That's the way I look at it. Uh, this is raw data. For, instant, for instance, collecting a Facebook friends list. That's, that's what I would consider raw data. So some people, and often many people ask, what, what is OSINT? Uh, OSINT stands for Open Source Intelligence. Um, this is using open source, but turning it into intelligence. And many people ask how? Well, by evaluating and analyzing raw data, right? And that's the key to turning it into intelligence. For instance, that Facebook friends list, you will want to uh, drive um, further meaning. Um, you might notice numerous friends being from a specific region, uh, you might identify patterns where several friends are from a specific work location or uh, educational facility, and you report on that. So you don't want to just use the open source. You want to take it further and add the in intel part of it to your findings. Um, and then to get into social engineering and the way I look at it, um, this is the use of techniques to get targets to divulge um, personal information. This could be things like simple as a name or a location, as I'll discuss in my examples. Another way to look at it is social engineering. It banks on that natural human tendency to trust. It's essentially the art of manipulation. That's also another way I, I would put it. So getting right into example, the first one that I have, this is an example of someone who wasn't using their real name on Facebook. As many people know, According to Facebook guidelines, you're supposed to use your real name on their platform. Of course, many people don't follow these rules. So I was given a Facebook profile to review. 
I looked through this profile for a few days. While I was doing my workup, I thought, or my research, I thought he might not be using his real name. I noticed this target was posting often. I knew from the posting habits that this, this posting on Facebook was an everyday, several times a day thing. You know, photos of himself, updates of what he was doing. He seemed to thrive on, on the posts and the back and forth with his friends uh, in the comment sections. So I would see that. Uh, even though I scoured through the comments, which we should all do when we're doing that research, um, because there could be some really valuable information there, I didn't see a mention of his full name, but I did see a partial name, that, and that, that was a, one of the reasons why I believed he, wasn't he was using uh, alias on Facebook. So this is where I combined OSINT and social engineering. I believed he would comply if was asked to submit his real name. So looking at his timeline information, his profile was created years ago. And I knew that because I scrolled all the way to the bottom and the, I could tell that it, it, the first post that I could see on my side that was visible was, say it was, say, 2014 or 2015. Um, so I, I, that further made me believe he wouldn't want to start all over again with a brand new Facebook profile. So I kind of made that assessment in my mind. So what did I do next? I decided to report his profile to Facebook. Um, and what I did was I stated that the reason was a fake name because you can report someone's profile and they'll, they'll pull down um, different reasons why you're reporting it. And one of them is fake name. So Facebook will sometimes ask the user to submit their real name and confirm with an ID. So once I did this, I noticed the day after that the user's Facebook profile was no longer online. So this may have been that in-between time when I submitted that fake profile notification and the user addressing the request to submit a document proving their name or their real name. I checked back every day. Three days later, the user was back online and now with a different name, which I believed was his real name. So you might ask, how did I know what profile to go to since the name was different? Well, I captured his Facebook ID. This is a number that cannot be changed. So regardless of if that user changed his name or username, so username is what you see in the URL, the ID stayed the same. This is how I found out his real name and was able to further in the investigation. So through this technique is how I used it. Um, and that's how I think, like I used OSINT and I used some social, social engineering. Um, some challenges with this, you won't know when Facebook prompts the target to submit ID to confirm their identity because they might not always do that, right? Um, so this technique doesn't always work. But that's one of my examples of how I use that, uh, the OSINT and the social engineering. Um, and I thought it was kind of neat that I, I got the result I was hoping for. So going into, say, another example of how OSINT and social engineering can be combined, um, let's look at this one here. So I needed to know if the target was in Canada or, say, in the U.S. In this example, a canary token was used to find the location of the target. So you might ask, what's a canary token? Well, it's a unique link designed to detect when someone, say, clicks on it or interacts with it in some way. And there's various services that provide this um, 
or there's there's various websites that provide uh, these types of services, right? Um, my goal was to get the target to click on the link. So this activates the link, tells me what their possible location may be. Of course, keeping in mind that ca the caveat to this is using this technique, if someone's using a VPN to anonymize their location, the results might not be accurate or might be completely skewed, right? So I did my research on the target to see what they would what they would be likely to open an email about. What are their interests? Um, what do they like on Facebook? What are their interests on Instagram? And so on. So I wanted to know what would make them click on the link. Would they open an email about their favorite coffee shop giving a coupon? Um, something like that. So this is just another example of how OSINT and social engineering can work together. Um, again, moving into, I have another example here. This one's a little different, but again, it, it's going to connect um, the dots between social, uh, or sorry, OSINT and social engineering. Um, say we have the social engineering attacker contacts, say a victim who's the wife of a wealthy businessman. The attacker had to have done some open source on the target to find out who they were, the spouse was, say her phone number, that type of thing. The attacker tells the wife her husband is being held until a ransom is paid. Here is the, the social engineering via a technique called spoofing. So scammers use spoofing to fool your the, the caller uh, ID by making the call appear like it's coming from somewhere it isn't. The wife received this call from her husband's phone, but it wasn't really her husband's phone. She thinks that the attacker have his phone, so it must, so it must have, uh, or sorry, they must have him from her perspective. This story seems legit. Um, so I've seen this go both ways where the attackers tell the spouse to transfer Bitcoin or pay a ransom, and then they will release the spouse. Um, and then the other, the other side of it is a spouse hangs up, calls her spouse, confirms he's safe, was never in danger, and then there's no loss there. But you could see how both open source and that social engineering can be kind of put together again, yet again, a different example. So those are a couple of examples how I would look at OSINT and uh, social engineering, but that's it for now. That's some great information, and thank you for that redo. And thank you for listening to the Layer 8 podcast. If you want to learn more about us, check us out at layer8conference.com or on Twitter at layer8conf, C-O-N-F. Thank you very much and hope you enjoyed it.